Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Something strange in your neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! I'm afraid of no ghost. That's my favorite part. Of course you're not afraid of a ghost. You're a Ghostbuster. You better not be afraid. Uh, it is Halloween time. Happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, we are playing a fun minigame on the show today, and that show is the Command Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How is it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Wow, there's a lot of stuff in front of us there right now. There is a lot of stuff in front of us, and we're going to be digging into some things in these boxes in front of us as well. But first, let's talk about our sponsors for the show, cardkingdom.com slash command zone. It is spooky time. Uh, I know a lot of people like to make themed decks, and sometimes it's spooky like Halloween and zombies behind us. Other times it could be as fun as unicorns. And if you do need to buy any of those cards, cardkingdom.com slash command zone is the place for you to go. Of course, you're going to get the fastest shipping, the best customer service, as well as uh, I'm going to do this, actually. I'm going to start trading in some of my cards at Card Kingdom and replacing them for Commander Legends. I'm really yeah, excited about that. List. Card Kingdom has a great buy list, and they give additional credit when you take store credit. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then when you get those cards, you get your hands, especially the Commander Legends stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to protect all those game pieces. You don't want them to get scuffed up or messed up in any way. And the best way to protect all your stuff is by using products from Ultra Pro. <gasps> they have the new Pro Gloss Eclipse Sleeves, which will not only protect your cards, but your cards will actually look even better in those sleeves than they do in the the older Eclipse Sleeves and other sleeves because they've really uh, changed the back so that the vibrancy of the colors really pops out. Also, they have awesome deck boxes like this Satin Tower right here. They have a new whole line of stuff called the Mythic Collection. Yeah, I cracked this open earlier today for the show, and it is great. Really high quality. It's a mini folio for your cards. It has like an embossed Planeswalker symbol, nice stitching. It's super classy. They have yeah. deck boxes. This is a binder. They have all kinds of stuff. So Ultra Pro really up in their game constantly. Uh, and we can't yeah. thank them enough, <laughs> especially for helping us with all this product in front of us. Uh, and finally, the last way to support the show is directly at patreon.com slash command zone. We talk to our patrons on Discord. We answer messages on the Patreon message board as well as call it one lucky patron every single episode. So this episode is spookily dedicated to, to Daniel Jaraba. Daniel. 
You rock. Pretty sure we said the last name perfectly correctly on the first try. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no chance we messed up. Okay, so here is how this Halloween is going. episode is going to work. Big shout out to Ashlyn who helped me plan all of this. You We're, can tell Ashlyn is involved because look. <laughs> it looks look nice. That. Yeah, the background's great. <laughs> All the cobwebs for one episode a year. Okay, so we're going up against six spooky stages today. Uh, six topics, basically. And in front of us, there are 12 Ultra Pro deck boxes, carriers, other things. And inside each of these boxes or whatever is a slip of paper that says trick or treat. Uh-oh. And so when we go to a stage, Josh and I will both choose one at random. I have no idea what's in any of them. And we'll see if we get a trick or a treat. And then we're going to talk about things and just basically make it all nice and trick or treat themed. Now... Avid viewers might notice that we have spoons in front of us, so you might be able to, uh, guess, surmise what the trick part of this episode is all about. Mm. Uh, well, there's also this thing of milk, so you definitely can figure it out. I can see the tricks, like, right over there. Yeah, you can see I'm what a they little are. Scared. Yeah, some <laughs> of them I'm not scared of, some of them I, I am. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> to start off, our first spooky stage is a brief history of hot sauce. So we've done this before on the show, but before we do, Josh, we need to choose a oh. box and go trick-or-treating. Okay. You, well, you set all this up with Ashlyn, so... Uh, Jeez. It's only fitting that you choose first. Okay, I'm just going to go right here in the middle for this nice Ultra Pro Satin, uh, Tower? Satin Tower deck box. Yeah. All right, I'm going with um, the Mythic Collection. Okay. Yeah, this nice one right there. All right. You're gonna we open it, it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to see if we have a trick or a treat inside. Boy. I got a trick. When do we use these? Crap. Uh, when we talk about the topics. Okay. You I, got a trick too? I got a trick too. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right. Well, Watch, they just all have trick in them. Are you seriously <laughs> tricking us? <laughs> That would be that would be messed up if I did that. That would be meta. All right, we both got a trick. Oh, I was so. gonna blame Ashlyn. It's, uh, it's you. It's me and her. Yeah. So uh, Ashlyn, could you please bring us the first two trick hot sauces? And Josh and I will take a spoonful and go on to talk about a history. She's of hot putting sauce on rubber gloves over there. What's going on? <laughs> you know, nice and nice sanitary, sanitary. Oh right, it's because of the. Okay, yeah, yeah, got yeah. it. I okay. thought it was because the hot sauce was so hot. <laughs> I mean, it could be that, too. <laughs> All right, so Game Nights 4 was the first time that we ever saw the infamous Sriracha sleeves. You had a Sriracha t-shirt and, as well, a life pad. So Josh was all sriracha out. This was the first appearance on the show. Um, so it is apt that the first hot sauce of the tricks is, of course, Sriracha. So, oh, well, this is And not then so can you bad. grab the other one? I'm actually excited about this. Yeah. Nice. Good little spoonful okay. it's for you. It's just straight sriracha. Just straight sriracha. I always said that. I drink it straight. And then uh, the second hot sauce we have down the line is crystal, which also isn't that hot, thank goodness. No, your notes are all spicy. Oh, God. Oh, I got spi- <laughs> Yeah, I got hot sauce all over my notes. Okay. Anyway, I'll fill this up. All right. This is not too bad to start. Cheers. All right. Cheers. It's Wait, tasty. is this the sriracha that's been sitting on the set for No, no, no. I got this from downstairs. Okay, okay, okay good, good. This is what actually from the kitchen. Because that one back there has been there for like two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. want that one. Okay. So. You know what's funny is there's a magnet on this and it keeps pulling my spoon into it. Oh, it's a spoon. I was like, this too. is the heaviest spoon in the world. <laughs> it's got a little bit of both. It's a very multi-use Ultra Pro deck box. Okay, I'm going to put it um, here. By the way, my, my outline definitely did just get hot sauce all over it, but it's okay. 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 The show must um, go on. So that first time, I think Josh and I also have these little cards here. The first time we ever saw all of that, do you think that was a trick or a treat? Wait, when we saw all the sriracha stuff, all the in stuff the game yeah, match? yeah, that oh, was that definitely was a treat. That was a treat. That was a treat. I still have a treat. full box full of the sriracha sleeves because <laughs> I was like, well, what if they stop making them? I want to have extras, and I have a lot. I have like 
you know, it's a, a couple. Good, yeah, I have hundreds. The second time we ever saw hot sauce was when we actually ate hot sauce, which this episode is inspired by during the Dragon Day week slash preview cards. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and give that a big old trick. That sucked. I did not like that one bit whatsoever. That was pretty funny. Jimmy, are we showing? <laughs> you thought that was a treat. Are we showing the footage? Oh, we're definitely going to show some of the footage. Jimmy <laughs> sweating <laughs> is like one of the best parts. <laughs> just the amount of sweat. Was... I'm just like sitting there just in pure pain, too. Yeah, we, we um, if you didn't see it, we did a preview card episode what was it c17 c16 c16 or c17 17 and and but what we did is we had some like ghost pepper hot sauce that we ate at the very beginning and then we tried to do the show and jimmy's like sweating profusely within five or six seconds it's like yeah and it keeps going and i'm just in pain the whole time (laughs) we're gonna play a little game (laughs) we're having a competition we're gonna have a spoonful of salsa and dunk some hot sauce on top and then oh, we're, we're going to do both? Heck yeah, we're doing okay. both. We we're may as both. well. We got two. All right. All uh, right. Uh, bottoms up. Three, two, two one. one. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not that bad. You're not that bad. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> Without further ado, you're a madman. I mean, I guess the salsa is actually kind of tasty. The salsa is not that I'll bad. I'll one more with you. I thought this was going to be bad. Here, let's try that. See, he just took it. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, do let's do a full. Uh, oh God! Usually, hot sauce like this is is spicier, right? Uh, yeah. Then the then the salsa. Okay. I'm shaking. One, two, three. Ah! Uh, yeah, that one was more spicy. <laughs> okay, let's talk about our card. The first card want... that we're gonna spoil today. <laughs> that that can't go in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> Boneyard scourge. Ah, it hurts to laugh. Oh my gosh, my eyes are watering. I sweat. <laughs> Talking hurts. Talk about the card. Okay. Yeah, it does actually help for a second when you eat the more spicy stuff, but then it actually makes it worse in the long run. Uh, Ew, look, at the, look at the sweat. It's like going to drip off your nose. It's about to go into my eyeballs. <laughs> and the flavor text is dot, dot, dot. Is it over? <laughs> <laughs> is it over yet? <laughs> so this is a Nambo with the Boneyard Scourge. Uh, yeah, you seem like you've evened out. You're doing a little bit better. You want to do, do one more spoonful? Uh, no. <laughs> Come on. Not in a million years. I'm going out to dinner tonight. <laughs> yes. What are we going to talk about trooper. now? What a trooper. What a trooper. I don't know. So you don't have to last very long because the episode's almost over. <laughs> I didn't swish this one around my mouth like the last one. No, that's smart actually, because you don't want to spread it around. No. Oh no! Well, we should get. Me. Well, we should get some like hot water to drink because that always spreads it around and makes it. Work. Josh, <laughs> you're not gonna be happy about this decision. So to like, the listeners, tonight or tomorrow morning at some point. Let really, us know what really you think of our <laughs> preview cards for Dragon Day 8-8. Sweet, sweet milk. Yeah, you drink that. I'm gonna have another one. Mm. Oh my goodness. I live for this. I, you know, I'm also lactose intolerant. So. <laughs> worth it? Totally worth mm. it. <laughs> so worth it. Not that bad. Man, there is turmoil in my stomach right now. Oh, you, you're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> literal drips, literal drips of it. The third time we saw Hot Sauce, and the first time we actually saw it behind us, was when we first went on the new set for Game Nights with Two-Headed Giant with Megan and Maria of Good Luck High Five, and the Sriracha, which now lives us behind uh, on set, which is Command Zone 180. That was the first time I was introduced to the set. There you go for all the people that always ask, why is there sriracha back there? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And the salt. So that that for me was definitely a treat to be able to go to the new set and bring in a lot of our sort of favorite 
I guess, uh, uh, Easter eggs in the back of the set. Yeah, if you look in the background of the set uh, anytime, Extra Turns Game Nights, when you can see it on the podcast, there's a lot of little pieces from past episodes and stuff like that. Like, like Jimmy's dinosaur puppet was back there for a while. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, acorns from the episode with unsanctioned. Unsanctioned, yep. yeah. Um, and so that was our stage one. Uh, just a brief history of... You are this. sweating a little already. Yeah, yeah. The it's, nose is glistening. It's going to get worse. <laughs> That's why we have these extra cameras here. I wouldn't put them up otherwise. So <laughs> Wait, <that> was, <laughs> how does the extra cameras do? Oh, you want just a close-up? So close-up, yeah, because so you, you can't really see, see it from all the oh, way up there. Okay, but you can it. definitely see it here uh, when it gets going. Okay, next up is uh, our second stage. It's We're going to talk about the big changes in the Commander world this year. And oh. the, the year's not over quite yet, so we'll talk about everything leading up till now. But before that, we need to go trick-or-treating again, Josh. Oh, we're do- okay. Yeah. Another box. Topic two. So oh, after we finish all six topics, we'll get through all 12 things. Okay. I, wanna, I want this, like, scaly dra- This thing looks really cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I don't know. It's like dragon scales almost. Yeah. Okay, it also has some crystal on it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do the empty Ultra Pro uh, Eclipse sleeves deck box here. Okay, all right. So there's nothing in here up. but a sleeve of paper, yeah. Man, those magnets are for real. Please be treat, please be treat, please be treat. Yes! I got trick. I got treat! Boom! Yeah, have luck. Easy. Okay, so... Uh, Ashley, if you can please bring forward one trick and one treat, please. Okay. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. What kind of... Oh, the treat is candy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I want candy. But in solidarity with you, Josh, I will also... Oh, you're just going to do the hot sauce? Yeah, I mean, like, why, why not? not? Yeah, okay. why not? It's, it's just this is Red Rooster. Red Rooster, yeah, yeah, it's an amazing hot sauce. Uh, it's similar to Crystal, which is one of my favorites, too. Sure. Um, so this one isn't so bad. This one, I think, does sting a bit more than Crystal does. Cheers. Cheers. Nice. It's like sweet. Salty. Salty, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite more mild hot sauces. It's still making me sweat, but... (laughs) Okay, all right, let's go through the That's just your body's response to anything spicy. Yeah, I am happy to eat some candy corn, though. In solidarity, can I have some candy corn? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... The big one of the big rule changes was the commander death trigger graveyard rule. Um, so if a commander has an ability which triggers on it dying or going to exile, it will trigger before heading to the command zone, which is a big difference for commanders like Alesha or not Alesha, sorry, um, uh, the one that you played, the the vampire black white one. Uh, Alenda. Alenda. The Duskrows. Of the Duskrows, yeah. yeah. And of of course, you we released an entire episode where you talked about how this affected Rune yep. in a really rude way. Oh, right. You could, yeah. If there's an episode, uh, it's called Is Rune OP Now, which explains how this rule change kind of made it so Rune has the possibility to permanently exile, exile your commander if you stifle the trigger for the thing to come back. Yeah, which is pretty nuts. So far, I've never seen yet anybody actually do that to anyone else, but it is possible. So, what do you think? Do you think the new dies trigger rule is a tr- a trick or a treat? Oh, I'm going to call this one. It's definitely a treat. A treat. Yeah. yeah, this is great. I think this is a really positive change to the format. There's um, a whole bunch of cards that just work more intuitively now than they ever did before, and we've mm-hmm. we even like have messed it up on our show sometimes just because. You know, we know all the rules and stuff, but it's just yeah. so easy for, like, everything dies. I'm going to put this in the command zone, and you just count up the blood artist triggers a little bit wrong. Oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, what was the the marionette master stuff, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. It's just easy to miss little things, and now you find that you almost never miss those trigger triggers or get them incorrect because 
intuitively intuitively your brain wants to say you know when something's destroyed even if i send it to command zone it still triggers the, th- the things that say dies yeah i also played rolesque one time if yep. it's hybrid and that commander just so many commanders just work now which i think is great it opens the format a little more so a plus to that okay the next thing that was big in the format uh and changed things was that flash and lutri were banned mm. so flash was the big one um and this was very interesting because they said Enough CEDH player who we have trusted to convince us that it is the only change they need for the environment they seek to cultivate. Though they represent a small fraction of the commander player base, we are willing to make this effort for them. It should not be taken as a signal that we are considering any kind of change in how we intend to manage the format. This is an extraordinary step and one we are unlikely to repeat. Wow. Wow. So, so uh, trick or treat. Yeah. Um, I think treat. I think this was a, a good decision. You know, I've talked to some CEDH players since then and mm-hmm. almost every single per- i think every single cdh player that i've talked to since this change has said that it was overall positive and that competitive edh is in the healthiest place that it's ever been as far as diversity that's great yeah so it i think the rules committee i don't want to speak for the rules committee but i know there was discussion that was a little bit skeptical within the governing body that's counting the keg myself uh-huh. saying like well if we make this change are they just going to be knocking on the door in like a couple of weeks being like okay now now ban this thing right and that was a worry and that's why they put the wording in there saying we're unlikely to do it again just so it didn't like set a precedent and it, that really hasn't happened the cdh community has been like sweet thanks we're good yeah and flash and protean hulk was really the big issue and it was amazing that they were able to pinpoint it just to that one specific card yeah pretty pretty impressive let's talk about the uh the lutri banning yes because so. that was the companion based banning and this is the first time that a card had ever been banned before it even got released yeah <laughs> And they said, we hate the idea of banning a card prior to release. We gave serious consideration to announcing that the card would almost certainly ban with Core 2021 and letting it be legal rather than break our stance that all cards should be given a chance. And the argument that finally won the day was that not everyone would see that announcement. Many people would buy a legal loot tree as it goes alongside every single deck with red and blue in it. So they just banned it to... And I think that was the correct decision by far. Uh, we talked about this on the show. It's definitely a treat. Um, it's a bummer that a brand new mechanic just wasn't able to really shine. Uh, I mean, that was and, one card from the mechanic. And then they changed the command the mechanic later, so that now you have to pay three to put the, com- the companion into your hand. And so, I mean, let's talk about that. So, because yeah. these are kind of related. I mean, do you think the Lutri banding? Looking back on it now. I guess we should we should talk about the change and then we can reflect on it. How about True, that? yeah. So what happened is Lutri was banned and Companion just worked as we thought it worked. And then Companion went nuts in other formats and was <laughs> causing huge problems. And every deck was a Companion deck. And Watsi was like, okay, we screwed up. We're going to change how Companion works. And so they effectively like errated or oracled all Companion cards to work in a different way than they had originally designed. So here's how Companion now works. Once per game, anytime you could cast a sorcery during your main phase when the stack is empty, you can pay three generic mana to put your companion from your sideboard into your hand. Hmm. This is a special action, not an activated ability. Now, Commander does not have sideboards, but they just say from you can put your companion from outside, outside the, game the game yeah. into your hand. But it used to be you just cast it. Now it costs you three to put it into your hand, and then you also cast it from your hand, which changes the way a few cards would interact with it. Yeah, and Companion already really did limit the deck restrictions that you had because a lot of them were specific in in terms of you could only have odd CMC or has everything below this CMC. So this just added another step to it because it was broken in other formats. And Standard, which I think has been perennially broken since, I don't know, the last five or six rotations, that was just one of the things that got the axe. And I think this was a... This was definitely a trick for me. I 
it, it is hard enough to make a companion deck in Commander. And the fact that now we have to pay three for it because other formats it was broken in doesn't seem the fairest to me. Yeah, I think if we're viewing this from the perspective of people who basically only play Commander, well, we also draft. Yeah. Um, but then I would also agree that it's a trick because it made companions basically unplayable yeah. under any circumstances. There was some companions running around in Commander. They were kind of rare. But as soon as they made this change, I haven't seen a single companion. Played as a companion since, oh, want to say, recent episode of Extra Turns. I played Obosh as my commander, not as a companion. <laughs> Did people get that confused? Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> are like, you can't have Ambition's Cost. It cost is a four CMC. It's an even CMC spell. You can't have it in that deck. Yes, you can if Obosh is just your commander. Now, if Obosh is your companion, then you can't do it. Confusing. I know. It's not my fault. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it's too bad that Commander had to go along with this change, but they just changed the way the mechanic worked. So effectively, yeah. like, these cards just read different words on them now. Yeah. And, and it's not for Commander to come in and say, like, sorry, that Oracle text, that doesn't apply to the Commander because that's just going to get super confusing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a little bit too bad. Going back to the Lutri thing, though, Jimmy. Yeah. There's a lot of people been asking me, especially around the time this change got made, well, since the change basically nerfs companions pretty badly, do you still think Lutri should be banned? Yeah. Because I think it's still the case where it's like, hey, every single red-blue deck, even if it's a three-color deck with red-blue in it, can just put Lutri on the side, like into their companions or whatever you want to call it, no matter what, just makes the card have this weird unfair advantage and it kind of tilts the format in a different way right like again this is a card that is ubiquitous in every single blue red deck or deck that has red blue let's say every two color pair all 10 of them had something had a card oh, gosh. that could be used as companion and that had a, it was open because of lutri's wording it's so open-ended as far as commander's concerned because yeah. its requirement is the same as the commander format just that None of your cards are repeats of other cards besides basic right. lands. So if every had sort of that, no, none of your this can be a companion if you don't have any doubles in your deck. Right. Let's say every two color pair had that. Then I think, well, that that would be its own problem. But I don't think any of them would have to be banned because then at least Golgari and Celestia are on the same footing as is it. Right. That but they have what about, an extra card available to them. What about the five color deck that has ten extra cards available? Well, you can only have one companion. Oh, okay. Okay. You can't run more than one, okay. so that wouldn't like. It, it wouldn't ruin any of that stuff. Yeah, I think that just comes down to the balance then, right? What is the, like, Golgari would maybe be bring a card back from your graveyard. Or... Right. But I don't think the balance would matter as much. It's more that one has it and none, none do. Don't. Because yeah. cards are balanced in different ways all the time. And, and yeah. you know, like, Healing Solve versus Ancestral Recall is, like, the old joke. But, you know. I feel like people would get really upset, though, because then they're like, wow, ten more cards that are just auto-buys for the format. We already yeah. have our Soul Rings and Arcane Signets. We don't need to make that list any longer. I just think then you wouldn't have to ban any because no it wouldn't just be like hey these two colors they just get an extra card yeah um okay anyway yeah so overall uh those were the i would say the biggest changes to our format specifically and again these are the things that you know when they came out we were like we have to talk about this because if you go and play tonight that rule is different yeah those are big uh big changes in the format this year yeah all right moving on to our next spooky subject we're gonna talk about some memorable moments from game nights and extra turns so you know what that means it's time to trick or treat, Josh. Okay, um, I'm scared now because I get trick every time. Okay, I'm True. gonna go. If you think about, it, there are only three tricks left, and there's... there are five treats left, so you're actually in great shape to get a treat. <laughs> the odds are in my favor. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, there's a Simic deck box over here, and I love Simic, okay. so I'm gonna take the Simic. I am box. going to go with this cool suede maroon something. I, yeah. I mean, this deck box feels amazing. Okay, sweet. All right, you ready? All right. Yours feels amazing, but mine has a lot of value. Yeah. 
You unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable Three oh i got a trick too there's only one trick left there's only out of all one these. trick left out of all these well that's gonna make the other end of the episode fortunately nice and easy for us thank goodness this just means for most of the episode our tongues are gonna be burning though yeah oh, she's grabbing one of the more scary ones now okay well maybe we should do a cocktail mix of both what do you think what, what should we do one of each or both so i mean i i don't want to like skimp out and not we should one do of one of ones. each okay one of each okay so this is uncle sky's popular demand Can so we- one of our um yeah one of our listeners saw us doing the hot sauce thing a couple years ago and sent us this uh because they work for this company or maybe it's their company i forget yeah. so uncle sky's what kind of what are we in danger i remember here? smelling it and it's pretty it 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 seems legit. I haven't tasted it yet, so. And then uh, this is Tabasco brand sriracha, which Josh bought for the office recently, which I think is actually pretty neat. That I've Tabasco. never seen it before, and I was like, yeah. "Well, we got to try it." It says right. sriracha on it, so how bad can it be? I'll give you a little bit because this is. We isn't... can do more than that. Oh, okay, okay. Jeez, all right, gosh. Good. All right. No, no. Oh, more. Okay. It's basically exactly what you think. It says <laughs> if you took Tabasco and sriracha and, and mix then them together, mix them yeah. together, yeah. Which turns out is actually pretty good. It's actually really sweet. Yeah. It's not that spicy. Because Tabasco's a little bit more on the sweet side. This, however, has aged homegrown peppers, chipotles, and adobo. I like how they just say homegrown peppers. Like, you just get what you get. (laughs) What does that mean, Carolina? (laughs) I hope you don't grow Carolina Reapers at home. Okay, yeah, take it easy because we don't know how spicy this one is. Don't go too nuts. Okay, okay. You, You serve yourself then. I think this is a decent amount if you can see it on that camera. It's It's... Like a little bit of a spoonful. We have a um a whole like a whole cabinet here at the command zone offices that's like all hot sauces. <laughs> all hot sauces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's one in there. It's called the end, and and it will literally make you, you. It will literally like make you throw up. Like it's so <laughs> spicy. So I hope this is not like that. That's no, all I'm no, saying. All I, right. I don't think it is. Oh, it's not too bad. Oh, it's not bad at all. It has like a nice smoky flavor. Yeah. I mean, I'm still sweating. But it's not bad. We decided to take it. I decided to Actually, take like it. I like the little flavor easier. of this one a lot. Uncle Skies. We're doing shot number dose. This is where you really got me in that first. Episode, you don't have to do it. Where you're like, I'm just gonna take another spoonful, and I was like, Well, I'm not, I'm not one to be one upped. So me too. Because this one's I like the flavor bad. of this one. Yeah, this would taste really good on Chipotle. It has a nice smoky flavor. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So the, the last one up is the, is the scariest of the bunch, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we saved the best for last. Okay. But I can't wait to open a bunch of treats because it's all going to be candy, hopefully. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're back to Game Nights and Extra Turns yes. memorable moments. So the first one... Oh, that, uh, that one hits you a little bit later. I can I can feel it a little now. Yeah, if you're looking at my face, it's it's about to start exploding. We forgot to put um, paper towels for you here like last no, time. No, it's okay. At least we have a cup of milk. That's <laughs> oh, that's help. true. We do have milk here. Yeah. Nobody's touched it yet. We're good. Yeah, we are good. That last one, though, I'm terrified of. Okay, so the first uh, moment up that we'll roll the clip on is Game Nights M21, oh, boy. where Craig Blanchett... Cross and grips, Josh Lee Kwai, Sword of the Animist, before he can attack with it. Let's roll the clip. So I'm going to play Sword of the Animist. Cool. So it's already feeling like it's 2v1, maybe 3v1. And I don't want my opponents to start catching up with lands on me. So I need to put a stop to this real quick. Plus, it's kind of worth it whenever you can piss Josh off. <laughs> and then I will equip it to my commander, Subira. So she is now a 3-4. Uh, hold on, Josh. I'm going to play Cross and Grip. Oh. oh! On what? The soul ring? No, on Sylvan your library. Sword of the Animus. Ugh. You can't let him have one nice thing. This is Josh. Okay. <laughs> so 
Sword of the Animist gets destroyed. Some viewers just went, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and I had to tap Ancient Tomb to do that, so I'm gonna go down to 27. Ugh. That was the worst thing that could happen. I just wasted my entire turn to do nothing. There's a Sylvan Library on Jimmy's side of the board. There's soul rings out there. What is, why are you destroying my sword? Craig, Craig. I think we all remember what happened here, Josh. Yes, I remember. So, uh. I don't like it. Let's go, is it, we didn't think that was a trick or a treat? Cause I, uh, that was a treat. <laughs> Trick, that was full on a trick. What are you doing, Craig? Yeah, There's a I, Sylvan library right there. <laughs> my Sylvan library, <laughs> yeah. that's why it's a treat for me. I can't believe that happened. When it did, <laughs> it was one of those moments where I was like, are we gonna like talk about this? And Craig's just gonna be like, you know what, I don't wanna do it. And then we just keep moving on, but Craig's stuck by his guns, as he does. I was like, really? He's me like, too! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All of us were like, what? <laughs> Josh, the mono red deck. Don't give him any amount of ramp. <laughs> Craig was like, whatever. I'm just not letting Josh kill me this game. Typically, it's the other way around where we wait for you to generate the value, and then we're like, now we got to kill yeah, Josh. Yeah, now we'll stop it. But instead, this time around, it was the, it was the opposite of that. Um, all right. Uh, the next the next one that we're going to talk about is when Manson was on uh, extra turns in the last episode, and he decided to show us what angels truly sound like. I will go to my attacks. Yep. Yeah. Alright, Safara and Rhea Dawnbringer will be coming at you, Josh. And Stormtide Leviathan and Avison will be going at you, Jake. Well, I can't do anything about that. So I will take a whole bunch of lot of damage and die to angels. In Manson's world, everything sounds like that. <laughs> Everything's a bird. <laughs> that was great. Uh, Manson's deck was sweet. Yeah, I couldn't believe what that six mana spell where he just flipped all those cards over. And the sweet synergy as well with Kai Kar. I actually yeah. thought that was really cool how he was able to build that in a different way that wasn't about sacking the spirits for red mana. It wasn't about Storm or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, He's yeah. literally just like, I'm going to cheat out these huge scary things. Yeah. And pretty budget too because most of the really large creatures like Safar and stuff are not like super expensive. Yeah, and so the cards like Polymorph as well aren't that expensive. No. So that was definitely a treat. Uh, to one, get Manson on the show finally. And to hear him make those caca sounds. Yeah, even though I got killed by those same angels, it was still a treat because it was a cool deck. That was a cool deck. Yeah, a lot of people called that out. Um, the deck list, by the way, are always in the show notes for every single episode. So if you're interested in the deck anybody played, like Manson's Polymorph deck, check out the show notes for extra people turns. People often do forget that. Yeah, and you just go below the video and it sometimes it's a little hard to see, but it's a button that says show more and it'll expand out all of our show notes and all of that good stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff's in there, like um, links that have to do with the end steps mm -hmm. or like auditions for game nights, which are still ongoing uh, right now. So if you were interested in auditioning and want to know the details involved in that, all that stuff's in the show notes. All right. The next moment is one that... Uh, Man, none of these are good for me. <laughs> that's true. Game nights, Theros Beyond Death. Jimmy Mills, Josh Lee Kwai to death. Let's roll the clip. Is the coast truly clear or not? Okay, so I guess the first thing I will do is float a blue with Seed of the Synod. Yep. And then I will tap a red and the Goblin Engineer. And I will sacrifice the artifact land of Seed of the Synod and get myself a Mirage Mirror back into play. Hmm, Mirage Mirror, okay. You can't have two Ember Cleaves because they're legendary, so not sure what's going on. The next thing I'm going to do is minus two Sahili yep. to turn my Great Furnace into a Mirage Mirror. 
Okay, second Mirage Mirror. What could he target with that? I'm looking around my board. I will then tap two mana and make this Mirage Mirror into your uh, Xenagos. Okay, with the Ember Cleave, that's a little bit scary, but uh, doing the math, I think I got enough to block with. I don't think he's gonna be able to get through and kill me. I will then tap the Is It Boiler Works to turn this Mirage Mirror into an Altar of Dementia. And there it is. Josh doesn't have many cards left in his deck, and the moment that I get an Altar of Dementia on my side of the battlefield, I can mill him out, and he's dead. Wait, what? Altar of Dementia? Oh no. I'll draw a card. Draw a card, and I'll draw another card. So I'll draw two, I'll draw three, draw five cards. Oh no. Mill myself for three. Mill myself for seven. Mill six. Mill, mill, mill myself for eight. Oh no. How many cards are in your deck, Josh? How many cards are in your deck? How many cards are in your deck, Josh? How many cards you got left? Oh no. I think I need to stop milling myself. No way you're dying to milling, Josh. No way you're dying to milling, Josh. No way you're dying to milling. No way you're dying to milling. Oh, no. Well, I mean, obviously, this is the treat of all treats. A game I did not think I was going to win. And Josh, unfortunately, got tricked. Trick! I still did. I, like, didn't see it. I just didn't see the line. I was like, what's he doing with and all that over there? you almost got out of it, too. You were so close to being able to stop it from happening or, like, countermill me or do something in response. We sat there for, like, what, 20 minutes, I think? 15 minutes, because there were so many lines of play where I'm like, okay, I could try and do this, try and draw that. Can I remove this? Because I had, like, removal in my hand, and nope, there was no way to do it. You had me locked in. Yeah. It was a pretty cool ending. I thought I had that game for sure. Yeah, I know for sure that that's one of those ones where if I was a viewer of the show, I'd be like, yeah! And, of course, me winning was like, yeah! But I still couldn't believe it. Um, I was not like, yeah. <laughs> this last one is really great. It was in an Extra Turns episode where Jesper Icing joined the show, and he tries <laughs> to pull one of the sneakiest things I've ever seen on the, on the Game Nights episode in terms of a deal or a loophole to attack Josh. So let's see what happened. Untap, draw for turn. Go to attack? Yes. Okay, I would have loved to attack Jimmy because of what he did, but uh, instead I will play it a little bit more safe and attack my best friend Josh. You're gonna attack me? We made a deal. We made a deal that you shouldn't attack me. Then we're fr gonna be friendly. Friends can attack each other for cards, right? All right, all right. <laughs> I, all right. I will 100% kill it and Captain Sisse. Wow. Okay, then that, that's a... That's <laughs> I can do both now because somebody got rid of the thorn. I might do it just because you did that. That's a crazy threat. <laughs> no, more deal, crazy. no more deals with you, Jesper. Okay, no, no, no. I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna uh, accept that and I'm gonna do as I always do and attack uh, Ashley with two creatures, Vincer and Timna. Oh man, friends attack each other. Like, for, for, <laughs> attack to draw for cards. cards. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. I, st I gotta be wary that even the next time I play with Yesper about any deals I make with him, even though he technically upheld his deal, but he was so close. Yeah, what's amazing, <laughs> like, what this is his, English is not his first language, right. he is his second language, and he found a loophole, I guess, in the way he's like, I thought we were gonna be friends, like, yeah, but we can, you didn't, you, I, I define said, friendship as, I can attack you for cards. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, that is a great friendship. I mean, that was a great trick by Yesper, for sure, but it ended up being a treat because Josh's politics got the, the, the end of the day for him, but that was so tricky. By the way, this is a good lesson. Don't forget the deals you make so often. And we see this occasionally in Game Nights and Extra Turns where we're, we're like watching it later and somebody will do something and we're like, hey, they made a deal not to yeah. attack or destroy anything. <laughs> and then it's just been long enough that they just do Completely it. Completely forgot the deal was made in the first place. Yeah, remember, like touch touch base with your lawyers. Be like, what deals do I currently have in place? Are, are they allowed to do that? I was I loved when uh, Jake in this last Extra Turns episode was like, uh, I'm going to change the deal so that you don't get caught by the loophole. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, you're not going to swing that with me with that 8-8, right? And he's like, uh, let's make that a little more clear. 
Because <laughs> it became about, what, a 16, It would have been sweet if Jake was like, yep, and then on the next turn was like, it's not technically an 88, I attack you, Josh. <laughs> you would have to be like, yep, yep. I, I got caught. <laughs> okay, we have three more spooky stages to go through and more cards and things to talk about. More hot sauce. More hot sauce. One the of really them, scary the really one. scary one, so I hope we get a bunch of candy before we get there. Uh, but before we get there... <laughs> yeah, I hope it's at the end so that my stomach doesn't have to sit there and hold that while we still have, like, lots of episode left. Yeah, we'll see. We'll okay. see. It's in, it's in one of these deck boxes. Uh, but let's hear a quick message from our mid-roll sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep so i'll be quick great job using the colgate optic white overnight teeth whitening pen before bed when used as directed it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days so while i fly and talk to animals you're removing teeth stains with ease sweet dreams and when you wake up keep on living life to the brightest colgate optic white find it at all major retailers this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Okay, we are back on a very spooky Halloween special. Josh and I have consumed five different hot sauces. Fortunately, they've all been fairly mild for our taste. Mm-hmm. I'm still sweating a little bit. Uh, but the next spooky stage we're about to embark on, we're going to talk about the notable reprints so far this year. Oh, so yeah, there's everything been some cool ones. I didn't actually realize until we listed them out like this. I was like, man, there's been a lot of reprints this year. Yeah, although some of them are a bit of a trick and less of a treat. I think that's true. But before we get there, it's oh. time to go trick-or-treating. Oh, right. There's only one spicy left. So... Here's hoping we get a bunch of treats. Yeah, okay, you go first. Okay, I'm going to take the folio. I think this is the fun. This is nice, right? I was like, cool, I'm gonna, we're going to put one in here. I'm going to take this big one. Ooh, okay. It's I've just been one, eyeing I think it's it in time. one of them, but it's not. Wait, does this one count as two? Is there no, two no, 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 there's only one in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> that would be evil. Here we go. Okay. I found which side it's in. Oh, gosh. Treat. Hey, and I also got a treat. Nice. Candy for everyone. Candy for everyone. This is what this looks like on the inside, by the way. Uh, I'm thinking of picking one of these up now. It's got, if you have play, play sets, sets yeah. yeah, it's great because you can put all four into one. And I love this the one folio is very up. nice. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about them flying, cards flying out and stuff. Very nice. That's This thing is super classy and pretty sturdy, too. I really like it. Yeah. Okay, what are our treats this time? You're the best. Ooh. We got Kit Kat oh, Duo. Oh, Kit my favorite. And M and M's. Okay, here I'll trade you a, a Kit Kat for an M and M. Okay, yeah, I'll just, I just get some of these on the play mat over here. Okay. I love M and M's. Uh, I used to obsessively eat them as a kid, just endlessly eat M and M's. Oh, this is a mint Kit Kat. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, it's got layers to it. Hmm. I think Kit Kat is probably my favorite candy. Really? Mm-hmm. At least like mainstream candy. Mm. That or high chew. <laughs> Hi Chew and Kit Kat are in such different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine combining them. Oh, probably good. Okay. So let's talk about whether or not we think the notable reprints of this year are tricks or treats. In M21, we'll start there. We had, I think, the the best set of reprints because this set was widely available. Mm-hmm. It's a core set, so there's going to be a lot of it around. Ugin the Spirit Dragon, Azusa Lost But Seeking, and Grim Tutor. Grim Tutor is a really big one. Yeah. This... I actually did not own a Grim Tutor no until one did. M21 like... came out. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely a treat. 100% a treat for all the kids and the magic players out and there. The and the adults, yeah. Um, I love the fact that I can get more Ugins as well. And they have that really cool full art frame one. Yeah. Okay, Zendikar Rising was up next. And with it came the Lotus Cobra. The Expeditions, and this was only in the main set, so I was like, but you know what? There are a lot of good reprints in the Commander decks. Mm. Uh, so we had Una, Queen of the Fae, Omnath, Locus of Rage, Sig River, Cutthroat, Arcane Signet, and a bunch more. Um, I think for the fact that they were, uh, again, widely available as the Commander product, and this is a new thing they were doing this year, that I would also rate these reprints as 100% a treat. I think I'm going to say Trick. Ooh. Yeah, because the Expeditions are only, like box toppers box basically toppers, right, right? Yeah, you so can't crack you can't packs. crack them in regular packs so they barely count as reprints because there's just not very many of them <laughs> true good point and then lotus cobra like that's just not good enough for a, a standard legal set like there should be mm. you know we've seen crucible worlds in the pack in the past we saw grim tutor just a second ago yeah 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 crucible like i think you sure. yeah you need to put like one or two like big good reprints per standard set we're already falling way behind on reprints as it is mm-hmm. i mean you know i think that the professor would agree with me that like you can just reprint i think more stuff than this 
For sure. Like, I understand why they need to keep some in reserve and it makes good business practice to, like, not blow all your reprints all at once so you can sell future sets and things like that. But one decent reprint in the main set, and even though the the new cards were really cool and the modal uh, double-faced cards are awesome, yeah, I think we can do better. I think we can have more reprints than one. Well, let's talk about a set that did promise a lot of reprints, but I think it's a trick. Yeah. It was Jumpstart. We had Crater of Behemoth, Oracle of Moldiah, Exquisite Blood, Ristic Study, Salvala, Shielded Whispering One, Frexian Tower. But the product is nowhere to be found. This is 1,000% a trick. Very sad about this. I still have barely any jumpstart. I have zero. (laughs) I just missed the boat entirely on it. They're supposedly doing another print run, but the supposedly has been being said for a long time, so I don't know if that's actually happening. Also, they tricked us a little in that, yeah, Crater of Behemoth, is reprinted in one of the decks out of like 150, so it's basically the same rarity as like an expedition. That's that that really doesn't count as a reprint. Yeah, That's not putting a lot back out there. Yeah, exactly. A reprint should be putting it into the market, which is why if it's in the commander product or a core set, it's much more accessible, and then it makes the prices go down as well. Unfortunately, I mean, look at Crater Hoof Behemoth right now. Like the prices only dropped a teeny tiny bit, and that's because no Crater Hoofs really got cracked because there's just not very many of them, and yeah. Jumpstart just didn't. There wasn't any of it. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get a treat and see more of it. Hopefully by the end of the year, who knows? The pandemic and everything else going around the world makes printing and all that, I believe, slightly harder. Who knows? Um, now, Double Masters came out, and this was an interesting set because instead of one rare and had two. And double the rares. Double the rares. Double, double the, the fun. fun. <laughs> and we had Mana Crypt, Force of Will, Chase the Mind Sculptor, Sword the Feast and Famine, all the swords actually. Doubling season. Doubling season, Karn Liberated. I think this was definitely a treat. Um, now, I don't agree with how expensive these darn booster packs are, but at the very least, this was a set that was cracked a bunch. Um, I know that it was drafted a lot as well. Things are a little different because the pandemic hits and you can't do things as much as you would normally. You can't go, like, for instance, I would have cracked more if I could go to stores and draft it. Yep. But uh, Yeah, that was a little bit. It was just too bad, right? It's just bad yeah. luck. Yeah. But these are all super playable in Commander, obviously. They're staples in a lot of different ways. And just, honestly, if we could get Mancrypt reprinted once a year, that'd be great. Technically, it was reprinted twice this year, although uh, <laughs> we're about to talk about it. This, I don't. One of them doesn't count, but this one does. Yeah. Double Masters did put plenty of these cards into circulation and definitely affected the prices on these cards. Now, they're going to go back up because Force of Will is just a card that, like, People want a lot of it a lot of commander deck. Vintage, yeah, exactly. yeah, all those as well. But momentarily, it does dip in those in those times when they reprint it like this in a you know a significant amount. So you know, I don't think we can complain about the reprints in Double Masters. So yeah, much. and hopefully it means that because it's Double Masters, we got twice the amount of reprints because they're double. Right. <laughs> that's I how think that that's works, how right? that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is the Mystery Booster, and this literally had a reprint of any and everything throughout <laughs> Magic's history. It had a ton. It had a ton. I don't know how you're supposed to buy the boxes still. There are also these different convention boxes that had these interesting fake playtest cards in them. I wish those were for retail, like because we didn't right. have a chance to go to a live event. And mm-hmm. then they were, I think here's the problem, again, was... The pandemic, because they were supposed to be available at live events throughout their year. Right. But because as of like February, there were no more live events in the U.S. Um, and or anywhere. They canceled all of them, right? Yeah. There just wasn't a chance to do the mystery booster thing like they had designed and like we thought there was. So it's kind of, you know, it's nobody's fault again, but it's too bad because the playtest cards look really fun in draft and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to, I'm going to deem this. I think you too. It was a trick, the Mystery Boosters. Uh, We'll see if they're able to keep printing it. I think this is an interesting idea, which is like, this set will have a little bit of everything. It's really fun, the Chaos Draft, all that. Um, So hopefully... 
we'll get something else out of that in the long run. It's another thing where the reprints look really good because yeah. they can say this got reprinted and this got reprinted, but at the same time, there's so many cards in that set that any given like mythic or even rare, there's just less of them that get opened because yep. you know there's like literally a couple thousand cards or a few thousand cards in the set. Yep. Yeah. All right, this last one is obviously the most contentious one. It's Uh-oh. Secret Lair. Um, and I wrote, do these even count as reprints? They definitely count. Yeah. Well, it, not, unless, well, well not, not Walking Dead. Not that Walking Dead, count, yeah. That's you know, not a reprint. They were new. <laughs> Those cards never existed. All right, let's move past that, there are zombies behind us. Yeah, right. Walkers. <laughs> Walk. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Too soon? Too yeah, soon? Yeah, too soon. Uh, let's walk away from that one. Okay. Um, but yeah, so earlier this year, they had, you know, the Year of the Rat. They had that one with Captain Sisse in it. They've had ones with Thalia, and they have different versions of, you know, Ponder or whatever it is. Um, so they are reprints, but they're pretty premiumly priced. And as a lot of viewers noted in our last video that we talked about this, the shipping costs across the world, even if it does get to another country, just actually makes it even more expensive. So I think they end up being a lot more prohibitive, and these reprints don't drive down the prices. If anything, those cards in the Secret Lair always just end up costing more. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to categorize them as reprints because I don't know what else you would call yeah. them, right? And but they're not the best, right? And so now It's just decide. a price point thing. Yeah. Yeah, because if... I mean, there's some argument to be said that it is less predatory to sell people things where they know exactly what they're getting right. than it is to sell them things where it's a lottery ticket and they don't. You know, DJ Jumbo Commander made an interesting video, and this was about Walking Dead, but that was one of the points he made that I thought was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So in some respects, the secret layer, like it tells you this is what you're getting and exactly how much it's going to cost. You know 100% of the information, right. whereas, you know, booster pack or booster box or VIP booster or whatever, like... Th- there's a lot of randomization there. There's a lot of variance there. And mm-hmm. that, you know, that's closer to gambling than Secret Layer is. So in some respects, Secret Layer is sort of a more honest product if you want to oh, if you want to go in that direction or, or categorize things in that way. Yeah. So yeah, I would call them reprints, but they might not be pricing some of them in a way that makes it feel great about the reprint, right? Because right. yeah, like something bitter- can be honest and predatory at the same time. <laughs> I, I don't think it's predatory. It just maybe is not great value like they priced bitter blossom and it was basically the price of the card so that's not going to change you know what you want is it to be in booster packs because you're counting on a bunch of people opening it that don't necessarily want it that are going to push it into the market and that's going to drive the price down whereas when you know secret layers it just doesn't get out and the price point is already so high that it automatically sets the base price it doesn't do anything to drive a card like who's going to buy it for whatever it was i don't remember 40 bucks and then sell it for 30 yeah never that's not going to happen but it might happen with a booster box because you bought it and these are the cards you wanted out of it now you're going to sell the rest yeah 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 so that's kind of like props booster box game he always plays is like how much value can you actually crack from a box don't do it if you're trying to go for value even prof will say that in general just buy the singles you want is the most efficient use of your money yeah and uh, if you want to get that itch out just watch cassius's you know instagram <laughs> or his twitter <laughs> he'll open like a hundred he'll open it all for packs, you yeah. and you don't need to and then you get that itch out yeah so i think in general the secret layers um much more of a trick than a treat because they seem like reprints, but they're not actually. If you're a super duper collector, then yeah, they're a treat. If you're an LGS owner, you probably think they're a trick. So there is a lot to, there's a lot of discussion around this in general. Um, and I think the points we brought up today, I didn't realize Jumbo said that. That's actually really interesting to think about, which is like, you know what you're getting. It's kind of like the signature edition like spell Like it's hard books. to call it a trick, right? Because you know, there's no tricking you. It's you know exactly what thing, you're getting, and it yeah. costs that much, and you know exactly what you get out of it. I mean, notwithstanding things like, oh, there's a secret bonus card in these, which they right. started doing, so maybe it's that becoming is more a like trick. a trick. Yeah, you don't know what's going to come in the card with it. Yeah, the yeah. I mean, regardless of it, 
they are reprints. They're mm-hmm. just not reprints in the way that we would like because they don't do what we want. I think for the most part, people, when they say they want reprints, what they really want is the prices of certain cards to be lower, right? Whatever that, we, th- we think of reprints as a, a means to that end. Right. But if there was another means, and I don't know what it is, um, then I think most people would be happy with it if they were like, whatever, polluted Delta now costs $10, you know? Right. That's right. what they really want to happen more than they want necessarily a sp- specifically a reprint to happen. They just want certain cards to be more accessible. Yeah, the word reprint gets conflated into all these different things that people want out of it. And while uh, the Secret Lairs are technically reprints for the most part, they're not the kinds of reprints that we necessarily want as players that just want more accessible cards. Right. Okay, let's move on to the fifth spooky stage. And before that, you know what time it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Yeah. I'm going to do the, the blue suede. Okay. You did the red suede. I'm the blue suede. How, uh, how, what was I going to say? How, how much like our personality is it? That's just good, <laughs> good English, Josh. <laughs> I'll do the, the hot sauce. It's going to my brain. I'll do the blue uh, satin tower. Okay. Okay. Please don't be tricked. Please don't be tricked. Please don't be tricked. Please don't be Yes. Treat. Treat. <gasps> Statistics are on our side. Woo. Thank goodness. Yeah, I didn't want to have to sit here for after the really hot one. Double treat. Yeah, you opened this one, right? So it's just... No, I didn't open this one. Oh, what? Oh, the folio's been Yeah. Out. Okay, so we have two more things here. Oh, one there's of something them... in the playmat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know I could pick that one. One of them is a trick and one of them is a treat. Uh, but we do get two things of candy this time, which is exciting. And that means we get to share. So, Ashlyn, thank you. This is matcha oh, candy. matcha candy. I like matcha candy. And Sour Patch Kids. This is one of my favorite candies right here. I love Sour Patch Kids. These are the uh, watermelon ones, too. Are you a big sour candy person? Yeah, generally. I love sour candy. Oh, the matcha. Oh. Is it good? It's kind of chewy, like haichu. Oh, it's like a haichu. A little bit. I probably want to wait to finish this one before I eat that one. All right, our next topic of discussion. It's really chewy. Would be about us. It's the command zone getting fancy this year, so I thought we would talk about some of the fun things that we did. Um, The first one was the Bohemian Rhapsody song intro. This was when, awesome. When we did the EDH episode about your our, our office members' favorite cards in EDH. We definitely tricked them because no one knew they would be singing the Bohemian Rhapsody intro when we told them about the episode. Yeah, but it was a treat. But it was a treat. It was 100% a treat. Also, we got to find find out like which members of the cast could like carry a tune, and Lady and Jake win. Yeah, Jake's high note. He hits in that he intro. Hit the, yeah, he hit the Galileos. I guess we should like probably play up. some of it for people. Okay, let's play the whole thing. Yeah, okay, okay. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, can you do the fandango? Thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening me. Galileo. Galileo. Good yeah. job, Jake. Jake was impressive. When he did that, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to try. And then Lady. Mm-hmm. She's actually got pipes. She can sing. All right. The next um, thing that we did that I thought was fun would yeah, be... Hold on a second. Uh, you still chewing this? I'm still chewing the one matcha candy. And by the way, have you ever chewed so much that like your jaw muscles start to like... Whoa. Yeah. This is hard. It is tasty, though. I love I the taste like of matcha. It's, it's like gum. Like, I'm chewing it and none of it's going away. <laughs> I gotta get away from the mic or they're just gonna hear me chewing. I should. It's it's ASMR episode two, unwittingly. We didn't realize it. Um, I'll just talk about this next one. Yep. Josh came up with this idea, which is... My jaw literally hurts. (laughs) (laughs) After our game night's episode... People didn't think this was possible that my jaw could get tired, but it is. (laughs) 
So Josh is like, after Game Nights episodes, we get so many comments, so many questions, we should address them in some way. And so we came up with the Roundtable series, which originally started at this table, which is not round, and quickly evolved to bring in guests from the episode, talking about the most talked moments, whether we would do something differently in hindsight. And we actually have a round table now that we do it with. This is one of my favorite new episode series that we've done. And it's do a really great way to connect with what people think about the episode, too. I mean, I think we're both going to say treat, I hope. How you could have said trick. I would have been like, how dare you? And that's the trick, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can't take credit exactly for this. So I stole this idea from Kyle Hill. Mm, thank you, Kyle. Because Kyle was over here one day. Um, this was before the pandemic. I think we had a commander night and we were all hanging out and we were chatting generally about content creation as mm -hmm. as YouTube people like to do. And he mentioned the series that he does uh, or used to do. I think he still does where he'll do like a live stream answering questions about mm. the previous video that he did. And I was like, we get so many questions after game nights. We could just do that video. Right. And then we weren't really sure. Like, will anyone really want to watch that? And it's been very popular. So we learned that people would. But it's funny how you 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 come up with an idea and you're like, let's try it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. And then afterwards you're like, of course, everyone loves it. Yeah. Like, why did we think it wouldn't work? <laughs> but we, you know, we weren't sure when we were in. Yeah. So I really like doing it. Um, obviously I think everyone out there likes watching it as well. And it gives a bit more of a peek behind the curtain for a lot of players. And I think viewers like that in general. One of our, uh, actually someone told me the other day that they studied your behind the scenes videos that you made for game nights top to bottom, watch it over and over again because they were trying to create their own production flow for a company they're working for. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's very cool. Okay, the next up is... I'm sorry if I led you astray, by the way. <laughs> They're like, it all burned down. <laughs> like, Damn that, Josh. <laughs> yeah, no, My no, company could have been successful. <laughs> um, specialized ad read. So we've been doing a lot more mid-roll sponsors now in the pandemic because, you know, we have to recover a lot of the losses that we had and we, some sponsors, you know, moved around. So... As a result, we've also started leveling up the way that we do the ad reads. So it's not just Josh and I sitting here being like, do this and buy this, please. We have skits and fun magic-related things. Uh, you came up with the putting our faces on cards and talking over them, which I think is just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we were like, okay, we have to do these read these ad reads, but how can we make them fun to watch and fun to make, too? You mm -hmm. know, we're people that started a company about Magic the Gathering, and it's not because we want to, you know, have a normal job every day. So right, right. it's... It's an opportunity, we look at it as an opportunity to like do a skit or make jokes about magic that people would enjoy and just, you know, it has some some ad stuff in there that we're required to do, but at the same time, kind of make it funny and, and mm -hmm. get some inside, we call it inside baseball. A lot of times we look at scripts and we're like, well, it needs more inside baseball. You know, I think Leovold is one of my favorites, just when he ends it by saying like, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been a real windfall. Oh, the good old days. I just like the idea that Leovold is like kind of sad he got banned and misses <laughs> making people, you know, have no hand. Oh, remember the good old days when people hated me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, now no one even talks about me, so I guess that was worse or better yep cool. but that's definitely a treat um i hope you all enjoy it as well out there i've never seen so many comments on any video of any kind where people are like i like your ads so yeah. i feel like we're doing a good, good job it's funny because we give uh extra turns and game nights a day early without those ad reads to our patrons and a lot of them also are like well i watched it again because i wanted to see what you guys did for the ad reads this time around <laughs> which i think is great patrons um, are awesome just another reason why Speaking of awesome patrons and extra turns, we've had so many more episodes of extra turns this year. This was something that we actually promised in our Game Nights Kickstarter after a certain stretch goal was met. And I think we've actually surpassed that now by yep. two or three episodes of extra turns. Yeah. Uh, so the the Kickstarter in 2019, one of the stretch goals was we if we hit it, we would do two episodes of extra turns mm -hmm. this year. And we hit the stretch goal. And you know, the, the good thing about stuff like that is 
it provided us with enough funding that we felt like, okay, we can try it out and try some workflow out and see if we can make it work. And then we found out, yeah, we can make this work. And we figured out, you know, a pipeline that made sense to produce the show in a certain timeline. And if you just don't have, you know, that seed money to try it, you never right. even get the chance. And then extra turns never would happen. So really the people that supported the Kickstarter in 2019 are directly responsible for just giving us the ability to take the risk and, and be like, okay, well, if we lose all this money and, and, and we find out that it's still really hard to produce and we can't make it regularly, we'll make these two episodes, we'll be done. But no, we found, oh, we can cut, you know, we can do some efficiency here. We can yeah. move, move the media around this way and we can actually get these done in a pretty decent time, uh, timely manner. And so, yeah, we're, we've just been doing about one a month. I'm not promising it's going to be one a month forever, but I think we can do it definitely more regularly than we had, which was like three in the course of two years. <laughs> Yeah, literally whenever. Yeah, so it was that extra small kick in the butt that helped a little nudge to get the sort of snowball rolling down the hill and figuring out the pipeline. So yeah, huge thank you as always to the people that support us on Patreon and Kickstarter. Those are really the, the, the meat and bones of how a lot of this stuff gets made. Yeah, and it also just shows anybody that's supporting us on Patreon, Kickstarter, supporting our sponsors, all that stuff like... It makes a difference. It makes a huge difference because it allows us to try stuff and we find things that you end up liking, like the round table and extra turns and things like that. And we don't always know if it's going to work, but if you don't have the ability to try things just because you're so tight, you know, you don't have a little bit of extra funds, then you can't even find those awesome things because you can't, you, you can't afford to look for them. So yeah. really appreciate everybody that supports the Kickstarters and stuff like that. And another big part of what happens when you support all that is that we get to level up here at the Command Zone as well. Um, and so our team did uh, this year. We've, we've brought on more people slowly. Our editors are leveling up. Jake and uh, Josh Murphy are now able to single-handedly take on Game Nights episodes. Double-handedly. Double-handedly or quadruple-handedly. They have four hands. <laughs> oh, true. Um, we have amazing people like Ashlyn, who's able to help us set decorate behind us and help plan an episode like this. We uh, Sam now has help from Patrick to help him prepare the graphics and then make, make those animations. animations. I mean, General everybody Tosri, knows One of the best animations I've ever seen on the Magic Card. I'm still stoked about it. Yeah, and that wouldn't have been possible without being able to add another graphics person to mm-hmm. help Sam out and free up enough of his time that he could spend, you know, a full week on one card, which would have been unthinkable just six months ago just yeah. because ba- the bandwidth. And so it's been a huge thing, like you said, adding new people, but not just adding new people, but having, you know, our people uh, gain more experience, get more practice under their belt. There's just an institutional knowledge that comes along with it that makes everything more efficient. Yeah, totally. You know? Also ties into the extra turns thing because with everybody just having more knowledge, we just have more people that can pitch in and help out in certain areas and it just oh, makes right. everything yeah, yeah. go faster. So just our ability to create more stuff is always, more and better stuff, I should say, is is hopefully always ramping up, is always, you know, going this way. Yeah. That looks and like it, the West Wing sign from that one episode. But, it's the Nike swish. Yeah. Um, and again, it's because we have support from, you know, now we have some more sponsors, our patrons and the Kickstarters as well. That's what just helps the train keep going. I mean, I, th- I hope everybody out there realizes, but we've never really said it, like when we get more support from everybody out there in the community in all these variety of different ways, Patreon, Kickstarter, mm-hmm. just watching the episodes uh, helps us a lot, sharing them, totally. oh, um, sharing supporting sure. the sponsors, using the Card Kingdom affiliate link, all these different ways. And you don't have to do all of them, but every one you do really helps us. And I, I, I hope we've demonstrated to you that 
when we get that support, we turn around and take it and put it right back into the content in the channel. And you can hopefully see it like every month and every year, how if you just looked back how much we've improved it because we don't just go, oh sweet, more support and stuff. Let's put that in our pocket. Yeah. No, we go, yeah. okay, let's hire some more people. Let's do some more. What else? Let's fly someone else from out of town. Let's, yeah, let's have international guests. people. Yeah. For the let's buy better yeah. cameras. Let's buy better microphones. Let's mm -hmm. hire people. Let's, you know, free this person up to really concentrate on this thing. And, and it's all about taking that stuff and just keep putting it back into the content so that it gets better and better. So yeah, even just going back three years to when we started the Patreon, just watch any of those videos, watch any of those game nights. Uh, Sam actually has told me he sat down with Jake the other day and they were watching like the first animations that Sam did. And he's just like, they were so bad compared to what we're doing now. And it wasn't even that long ago. It was just yeah. maybe just a year, uh, maybe 13 months or so. Yeah. And that's another thing that's hard to, to think about too, right? Like we were able to have Sam on for a full year and with the support, right? If we only brought him on like bit by bit, piece by piece, he wouldn't actually get the hours in to make the content better. Same goes for the editors, like literal more time in the seat and more the, and again, the ability to make sure that they can still, you know, have a job the next day is what makes it better as well. So there's improvement from an individual basis as well as like from a show basis and what you see. It's also having that team, you know, it's it's awesome. So much stuff happens now where it's like Jake and Sam and Murph are just like coming up with cool stuff and I just get to walk in the room and they'll be like, check this out. And it's done. And I'm just like, that's sweet. And they, <laughs> they just did that, right? Because they're all around all the time being able to like think up cool things. Yeah. Like that's their job. And... Turns out when people do that together enough, they actually think up a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, like a writer's room or whatever. We yeah. have a Slack channel and that's what Ashlyn used to like be like, hey, what was everyone's favorite reprint this year? Or hey, what are some memorable moments you think we should talk about? Um, so again, all of that cohesion really helps out. So in the end, 100% a treat. And a huge treat. And I swear I I'm love not, our team. I'm not vamping just because I don't want to get to this final hot sauce. I was like, let's keep talking because I don't want to do because one of us has to get the trick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. glad we have solidarity in that if you get it, I'm totally not gonna have it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, this is the sixth and final spooky subject. Uh, we're gonna talk about Magic's newest mechanics and some of their sets and whether or not we think they're tricks or treats, but that means we are going trick-or-treating one last time. It's play, a fifty fifty. Playmat or deck box. Yeah. Either one, you're gonna love it. I'm going to take the Iluna playmat. Okay. I'm going to take the final set. Wait, I changed my mind. Do you want to switch? Okay, sure. Never mind. I'm going to keep this okay. one. Okay. I mean, I gave you the opportunity. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm scared. <clears throat> okay. Oh, it fell on the ground. No. You are... He tricked me just I'm now, didn't he? It's like sleight of hand. No, just Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes up. It's actually like How a, are there a bouquet two of flowers. Oh, dang it. Hey, I got the treat. But I in solidarity, I, I, got the trick. I will do the, the hot sauce with you. This one is like... This one is the one that I was actually looking forward to the most, slash not looking forward to. <laughs> so Thank it's, you, Ashlyn. It is called Old Grumpy Marks. Ultimate this is another, Warrior. Yeah, another listener works at this place, but Old Grumpy Marks is legit. This is a habanero one. Okay, this is not the Reaper one. No, there is a Reaper one if you want to change that, though. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to chase it with a skill. I'm not worried about my, my tongue. It's my stomach. Right. My stomach I can already feel my stomach. Rebel. I didn't, I didn't eat breakfast oh, today. This is pretty watery, so be careful. Oh, gosh. Okay. That's not a good sign, is it? I don't know. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, you didn't give me that much. Okay. I got them. You know, it was the command zone, you know. <laughs> you can't mess around. All right, here we go. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh, that one's spicy. That one's got a little kick to it. It's really good, though. A little sweet. You notice habanero 
based um, hot sauces often are sweet. There's something about habanero flavor that likes yeah. to go sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you got like a pepper in there that I didn't it's get. It's hitting harder. Because it was like but spicy, it is but not. really good. I mean. It, we're, we're, going, we're going for we're going round deep. two here. Round two, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's a little season. If you get one of those. That's a lot. That's more spicy than my first spoonful. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Taking, trying to take small breaths. Okay. So that all right. Let's not take a third spoonful over no, here. No, 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 no. <laughs> instead, let's talk about, oh, man, Magic's newest mechanics and sets. Now I'm getting flashbacks to that C-17 episode. Yeah, this was spicy like that. Like, well, yeah. I think the C-17 one was in old Grumpy Marks as well. And we did the same one over and over again. Yeah. Oh, craziness. <laughs> instead of a nice smattering. A, There's a, milk right a, here. Potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just for show, Josh. It's colored water, I promise. Okay, so uh, modal DFCs. Um, this is a hundred percent a treat, I think, for the format. Holy um, cow! Wow, ball it, ball it, get recovery. <laughs> every deck, <laughs> every green it. deck. That yeah, that thing's crazy. I, I'm putting four to five of these in every deck. Every deck we've built since they've come out. I'm yeah. like. Well, I'm putting one. Oh, no, I'm putting two. Oh, geez. No, that one's going in there, too. And every single one ends up with yeah. four or five of them. And I think it makes a lot of the difference, too, that Magic over the years has made the new, like, um, comes into play on tap lands from Battle Bond. Um, there's just been a lot more dual lands and stuff in general or cards that tap for two times a mana. And that's great because that means that it allows you to have more of these instead of, like, a Guild Gate. Right. Or a Lifeland or whatever it is. I mean, I found that I'm putting them in place of cards so that i end up if you count the four or five as lands mm -hmm. i've got like 41 lands in my deck i'm oh, not so you're actually doing it in place of cards not land. i'm replacing like one or two lands okay. but mostly cards and then my decks just don't miss land drops if you have 41 lands in yeah, your deck that's a good point and then they also don't flood out because later on you're just like oh balagate recovery like you said i think that's like the best one besides yeah. the mythics ones yeah yeah, yeah 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 where you're just like oh well i'll just get something awesome out of my graveyard yeah, it's and like it's a redraw, a, right? For three mana, like that card is just always good because if it's you draw it on turn three, you're just like land drop, go. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of those have so much value. And the mold DFCs, I, I like the design a lot. I really actually hope we see more stuff in that world because I think it makes commanding commander players and deck building in that world a little more flexible. Yeah, I think there could be too many. So I hope they're a little bit careful with it because you don't want your whole, whole deck to be that. Right. Then it becomes... First of all, like really easy to build decks, and there's no downside to just having a ton of them. But I do, I do like them in the amounts they're in, and hopefully they don't go wild and crazy. Right. Um, uh, the next is oh the mutate mechanics slash ability counters, which were added. Well, mutate, mutate trick. What? The so heck? hard to understand. <laughs> we did an entire episode about this mechanic, and I still think we got there's still so much that we couldn't cover that that we'll never be able to cover. Yeah, and it was like an over an hour long episode, and we didn't even cover like all the corner cases. We didn't even <laughs> cover a percentage of them. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, still to this day, some something will happen with mutate, and I'm like, I'm not sure what happens. Like I have, <laughs> I'm not, I'm really not sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but ability counters, pretty cool. I think the problem with ability counters is just like when Tracking they're in them. small numbers. Oh uh, yeah, it's just hard to build around. So now we're just got the hexproof one and a couple others that you see once in a while, but there's just not enough of them to really. I don't know. It's just it's just like a little thing you see once in a while. It's also difficult if you just have three of them. That means that whenever you play that deck, you have to have a way to convey, oh, this is a Vigilance counter, this yeah. is a Hexproof or Trample one. Um, and it's already difficult enough just when you're putting tokens together for your deck. Just so. negative one versus plus one are often like a little confusing because right. you're, you're going to use dice for both. And you're like, nope, those ones are negative ones. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, this hasn't happened yet, but it's going too soon. Draftable Commander in Commander Legends... 
We can't actually give a trick or a treat for this. I can't. Now, you've played it before, Josh. So you're going to say treat? I'm with you. I bet this is going to be a treat. Okay, so let me just full disclosure. I drafted it one time two years ago. <laughs> Wait, so it has inevitably changed a lot since then, too, then. I've right? already seen some of the cards, and they're not at all the same. Like, they changed them in the interim. Yeah. But the thing about drafting Commander is I, it, there's no way you know, with the basic structure they have in place that it's really going to be messed up. It's it's super, super fun. You know what it reminds me of? What's that? The first Conspiracy. I loved Conspiracy 1. Which I think and was like two, our, favorite dra- our favorite draft set ever. That, you're just you know, ta- you're just making a concoction over yeah, there? Yeah, when I, when I go back in history... Oh, maybe I shouldn't touch my eyes. Uh, when, I go, <laughs> when I go back in history about our Magic playing, I see Conspiracy 1 as being something that like really kicked off our Magic love so much more. Like We all liked Commander, we enjoyed playing it, but when we had Conspiracy the draft, it really turned, I think, everyone's interest level from like 70% to 90%. Yeah. And then everyone was just playing way more Commander as a result of that as well. Yeah, and it really kicked off our, like, we were getting new cards, so then we were building new decks out of the cards. Yeah. Like, it really was a starting point for a lot of stuff. I think Commander Legends is just as fun as Conspiracy. There's something about playing multiplayer, but also draft, because you have these new cards that you're excited about that you haven't owned before, or haven't yeah. played with before, yeah, yeah, yeah. but playing it in the multiplayer setting. And then you get to take those cards and put them into your commander decks. Like, it's just the full package. I'm really excited about the set. I think, you know, the only thing that kind of stinks... Are you doing all of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see what it would taste like. This is the... This is like when a kid goes to, like, the soda fountain thing and just... <laughs> yeah, the graveyard or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That never tastes good, by the way. I don't know, Josh. Maybe if you choose two never that you like, but all never. of them is just like... Yeah, so the best part about Commander Legends that's better than Conspiracy is that those cards are meant for the format as well. So you'll be able to take really just play a Commander Legends draft, and then from there, like, never before I've been able to take a draft deck and, like, take, you know, let's say even 50% of the cards and then put in the Commander decks. They're all made for Commander, You may be able to do it with Commander Legends, yeah. Speaking of which, our Commander Legends preview cards are coming out uh, later this week in two days on the 29th. So we're going to be unveiling uh, multiple cards can't say anything else about them, but I dripped on this pretty cool. Yeah, the playmat's very tasty now. It tastes like all of them put together. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it tastes like. Big surprise. Big surprise. I was going to say, uh, the one sort of thing that stinks a little bit is just the timing and what's going on with the world, and they're releasing a commander draft yeah, no, set right no at a time command, when it's going to be... The commander draft set, yeah. Yeah, at a time when it's going to be particularly hard to get those kinds of groups together to draft it. Like, mm-hmm. at least even if you, like, have a family member that plays or, or one person that you're around a lot, you could play Sealed or or Winchester or something, but this is meant... To, you need four people, yeah, at least. Minimum, yeah. Yeah, and you'd really want eight to draft this thing. <clears throat> So that's a little bit disappointing. I think it's it's too bad. Um, I think commander players are still going to love the set, but the draft part of it may be a little overlooked or underrated for years to come just because it just yeah. happened to come out at a bad time. I was really hoping, too, that this would get more people into limited because drafting is just so much fun. Um, but if over the holidays you can manage to do it safely, I would highly encourage you to try to find a group of at least four people to draft it once. Um, and, you know, hopefully within between family members, girlfriends, boyfriends, all that, you can find some kind of group together. Maybe even like sealed over spell table or something. Oh, that'd be cool. I yeah, could see sure. sealed still being pretty fun or just like get a larger sealed pool if you want to have a slightly higher powered deck. So just do like eight packs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to, you know, people are going to buy the booster boxes and crack that stuff. And you're not building 40 card decks with these, right? You're trying to build slightly 60. bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah 60 yeah. card decks. That's exciting. Yeah. It's really, really fun. So I hope people get to try it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm hoping the world will go back to a point, you know, 
within some reasonable time frame where we will actually be able to draft this because I feel like this whole year's kind of been like that. Didn't yeah. get to draft Xanacar Rising much. Didn't get to play Jumpstart at all. Didn't get to, you know what I mean? It'd be great if, and I obviously have no control over this whatsoever, if, you know, when things are cleared up and it's safe to go back into stores and we don't need to be afraid of things like that, we can get a reprint of these stuff. Or like, that's when Jumpstart's going to come back. That's when we're going to Commander Legends print number, run number two. Right. So we can at least enjoy that in a Friday Night Magic setting or whatever it is. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, sticking around for our trick or treat. Oh. We're done taking hot sauce now. Jimmy, yep. you're a trooper. You did an extra one than me. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. do all, all of them put together. It was exactly what you would expect. Yeah. <laughs> so to the listeners, what is everyone's favorite I'll just candy do one more of this spicy there. one. Okay, okay, okay. It's actually really good. I like this one, yeah. Um, I'm actually excited to bring these downstairs because before they've sort of been sitting unopened up here on set, but now we're going to add them to our meals. Um, what is your favorite candy? What's your favorite hot sauce? Could it be... Uh, Old Grumpy Marks. Old Grumpy Marks. Pretty good. Mark Rosewater making hot sauce now. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, and for you, do you think this year was full of more tricks or treats for Magic and Commander and gaming as a whole? Let us know in the comments below. It's really easy. Tweet at us. Uh, post on our Instagram. It's all there. All right. And as we said, Commander Legends is right around the corner if you want to pre-order a booster box or better yet, Buy the singles that you want. You can pre-order singles right now. Go to cardkingdom.com slash command zone. I think you can pre-order singles right now, if not very, very soon. They always have great prices. They always get you the stuff super, super fast. I don't like ordering sealed products ahead of a set's release from places I don't know because often I don't get it for two weeks till the sets come out. And the whole point of buying product is that I want to get it right when the set comes out. Mm -hmm. And Card Kingdom ships that stuff out as soon as they are allowed to. And you get it very, very fast. And so I always trust them, especially on like release weekend, because I don't want to be looking at Twitter and everybody else has opened up all their cool cards. And I'm like, I haven't even got my boxes yet. So <laughs> and Car- Commander Legends is the perfect one to do that for, I think. For sure. So cardkingdom.com slash command zone. Yep. And of course, Ultra Pro. We just opened a bunch of really cool Ultra Pro products today, and they're all amazing. Whether or not you're holding a hot sauce in your deck box or an actual deck, we can't recommend it enough. There are all sorts of different deck boxes. It was a fun way for us to highlight all of them, as well as play mats, sleeves, everything you need to protect your cards, to bring them out and around in case you need to trade them in a little binder as this. Um, there's just tons of Ultra Pro product out there, guaranteed. They have dice. I mean, literally just look on their website, and you'll find all of the different things. You can buy some of it at Card Kingdom, or if you want to support your local game store during this period of time, that's another great way to do that as well. And keep your cards safe. Nothing more important than that. Josh doing the CVS uh, (laughs) dial now. All right, now it's time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. We were we were watching this at the exact, exact same, same time. I and saw probably you at the exact it. same time too. Yeah, I think we were maybe fifteen minutes ahead of you. Yeah. You said you said I'm five minutes in and I've decided I want to be a K-pop star. And I was like paused and I was like, oh, we're twenty minutes in. <laughs> so it's, same thought. <laughs> yeah, it's the Blackpink documentary on Netflix. Yeah, Blackpink is an all-girl K-pop group. Um, I've been a big fan of them for actually a little while because we would always go to the Shabu Shabu restaurant in town. Oh, and they would play it. Yeah, this and this is like right when they started. Right. Yeah, and we would get their songs like stuck in our heads. Their songs are masterfully crafted. The group itself, uh, one of the big reasons that they're so popular too is that almost every single one of them speaks fluent English. Yeah, I didn't even actually know that until I saw the documentary. I was like, wow, because yeah, one of them grew up in Australia, one in New Zealand, Mm -hmm. one in Thailand. Yeah. They're from all over. Um, Yeah, and it's a great documentary that tells you a lot about just how the K-pop world works, but also it's just a lot about like achieving your goals and you know there's that famous saying i always quote which is like you know you work 
for seven years to become an overnight success. You right. know, just how hard they actually had to work at it to become, you know, one of the biggest just bands in the world. Yeah, I really love seeing the testimonials of their fans being like, they showed me that I can achieve something if I work hard enough at it, which I think is like definitely the most relevant message out of there because you may not agree with like, you know, the music industry or whatever it is, but you can't debate the fact that someone worked really, really, really freaking hard for something and they accomplished what they set out to do. And that's something that all of us have the access and ability to do in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Put yeah. their work towards something, right? Whatever it is. And just really fun to see them interact, I think. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's fun to see when you have, like, groups or creative people that you admire and just watching them interact like regular people. I don't know. I don't know why, but that's always, like, very interesting to me. Well, they also have this amazing chemistry from just being through their boot camp together as well as just touring the entire world. I didn't realize how wide-spanning that tour was. I remember when they came to Coachella because it was a huge deal, yep. and then they went on and toured the rest of the world after that, which is pretty nuts. Yeah, they were literally, like... We can go back to Korea this way or the long way. And they went the long way just stop everywhere along the way. Yeah, yeah. All, all the way back to Europe, Bangkok, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, all the way finally back, which is pretty nuts. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, so definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Okay. Oof. 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 My stomach's feeling it. Oof. Yeah, okay. Let's wrap this thing up so that Let's we get can... Out of here. Yeah, so we can go finally drink this milk when no one's looking. <laughs> Special thanks to our editing, graphics, and logistics team, which is Lady Danger, Craig Blanchett, Manson Lung, Alfred Estaca, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, and Sam Waldo. And huge thanks to Ashlyn Rose. Ashlyn! sitting right over there. Here, do a cross of camera so everyone can see. Just, Ashlyn, just, <laughs> just wave, wave somewhere. Wave at everybody. Uh, because Ashlyn was a huge part of this episode in helping us put together so we could have so much fun. Wait, I don't think they can see you. Ashlyn's see. actually the one that there came up with the fact that we had to, to eat all the hot sauce, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, her and I sat there and being like, what could we do that's fun? Trick-or-treating! And last year we wore those ridiculous costumes. I didn't want to do that again. So I think this is a more fun way of doing it. Plus now we have these amazing trick-or-treat signs which you can use forever and ever. We can, they can be uh, Easter eggs that sit on the set somewhere just like yeah. the Sriracha. Yeah, make sure else. you pay attention to the set and the next game nights. You'll see some awesome stuff there. As well as some stuff from Kickstarter backers because that was one of the tiers they could do. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff on the set. Uh, all right. Oh, and big thanks as always to uh, Jeffrey Palmer. He does the 11 card animations that are often behind us on set or uh, the animations that start our show on our YouTube channel. You can find them at Living Cards MTG on Twitter. Yeah, he he didn't do the zombies though. No. We just bought that online. <laughs> Stock yeah. footage. Stock footage.com. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Can you that was it? not. No, I didn't even get uh, close. Oh, you got pretty close though. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't actually want to hit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, true. Bye. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.